0: Hi and welcome back to Way Podcast with Jeremiah. Today we reach episode number 304. If you're new to this podcast, hi, I'm Jeremiah. Here on this podcast, we tend to motivate you to become the best person you can be. And if you're one of the originals on the podcast, hey, I miss you guys. Today on episode number 304, we have a very special guest who I actually am going to let them introduce themselves.
1: Good afternoon, I'm Debbie Bolden. I live in Fort Collins, Colorado. I am a Air Force veteran um, of 15 years, have two adult daughters and six grandchildren, and left, walked away from a 40-year, very toxic, unhealthy marriage at the age of 62 and started over.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for coming on. First question I have for you was, how was the Air Force? Tell me your experiences, tell me what made you want to join the Air Force?
1: I left the, I joined the Air Force and left home at the age of 20 because I wanted to become a registered nurse and I didn't have enough money to pay for my college. So I thought what better way than to join the military. I ended up meeting someone within and marrying someone within three months of my first duty station. And it became my way of life. I have never regretted one minute of it, even though it is one of the biggest challenges that I've faced um, as far as trying to raise a family and the adaptability that we had to constantly... um, My husband was gone a lot and his deployments and travels and everything else, I pretty much raised both of my girls by myself. And my youngest one was born with a cleft palate and pier Robin's where her bottom jaw didn't grow. So medically speaking, we would have never been able to afford the repairs from all of that. So all in all, it taught me a lot about myself and my strengths. And like I said, I'd never regretted one second of it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing it. And thank you so much for all, everything that you did do in the Air Force. Thank you. Of course. Second question I have on a lighter note. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be?
1: In the here or after? <laughs> Either or. I'm looking forward to my dinner once I move on to um, infinity. And sitting at the feast with my father. And as far as on this earth, there is one person that I really follow and take high, I mean, I take heart in, and that is Oprah. Because of despite all the battles she endured and the heartache that she suffered as a child, she never lost faith in who she was. And the heart that she has for other people and the compassion that she shares, I idolize that.
0: That's true. Because Oprah is phenomenal. If people don't understand where Oprah comes from, she comes from, uh, <clears throat> she was raised up in a different time period. And, and what she became now is, is just phenomenal. Rather, whatever she had to go through in life, whether we seen it or didn't see it, Oprah, I feel as though would be an amazing person to get dinner with.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, you talked about your father. What did your father used to tell you to motivate you and make you become better? How did he make you become the best person you can be?
1: To be honest, my father was not a part of my life. He was 23 years older than my mother when they married. And he was a very severe alcoholic and was not present in our lives. And when he did come to visit, our Christmases consist of a box of fruit, apples, or oranges. And that was our Christmas gift that we got. And we dreaded seeing him come home. So as far as having a father figure, I I never had that. My mother raised six kids by herself.
0: Well, what did your mother say to motivate you guys every day to become better than what he was?
1: That we could do anything we set our mind to do and never say, I can't. Because we can. We can always find a way if our heart is in the right place and we believe in ourselves enough, we're able to accomplish anything we set our heart out for. I love that.
0: Now, you told me that you have two daughters. What advice do you always give your two daughters to help them to keep on pushing?
1: I have always made them from the very get-go because my mother was not raised to show affection or didn't know how to give affection and I knew once I had children I didn't want to be that type of mother and from a very early age I made them know every single night when I put them to bed how much they mattered to me how beautiful they were and the fact that they are their own unique selves. And don't ever allow anybody to tell you who you are. Because I did that for many, many years and nobody knows who we are, except for us. We are the only ones that know who we are. And I wanted them to be and to know, stand firm, in who you are.
0: That's true, you're you're very right. Now, we also talked about how you have grandkids. From what the stories I hear people that have grandkids, it's a whole different type of love. Could you detail that for me?
1: There's no, there is, the sky is the limit because with, as a mom, I wanted to do everything right by the by my standards and there was no wavering so to speak but with grandkids it's a different story because they're not mine and they come to spend the night with me I had two of them Friday night and they came I picked them up from school they come spent the night with me I done the pool yesterday with them and mom does not allow popsicles for breakfast (laughs) nor does she allow ice cream for breakfast but nana does (laughs) they're only young once Mm -hmm. i the one thing the one lesson i learned with my own they don't stay little forever and time flies and the older i get the faster time seems to fly So I want them to know and they show it every time I show up at their door. They are absolutely thrilled the fact that their Nana is here and my time, I have no idea how long I have. Mm -hmm. So every single day I treasure them and even as little as they are, I I know they have their own mind, their own agenda, and I don't try to correct that. That's not my place. I let them be who they want to be.
0: That's, wow, that, that's, that's real love. <laughs> that's real love. Um, so uh, we also talked about the divorce. Forty years—that's a long time with someone. Most people tend to say, "Well, we're just gonna ride this out." What made you actually want to say, "No, this isn't working out for me. I have to do what's best." What well, What made you become the strong person that you are? What made you want to say, "I'm not. I would. I refuse to feel this way."
1: Because for two years before I left, I left in 2018. But from 2016 till 18, my health began to fail. And I became a product of the environment. And I believed everything that I had been told that I was. And there were weeks, weeks that I didn't get up out of bed and not eat and not drink and go to the bathroom. And I gave, up. the big black hole was sinking me in. And for two years prior to my leaving, I kept having dreams and visions. And my gut, my spirit kept asking me, how much more are you willing to endure before you trust me? And... I kept hearing that and then the one night I had the vision that I would become the voice for so many who like myself had lost their voice. And the name would be Kaleidoscope Strong because we are all broken. Every single one of us are broken at one point or another. It is how we put ourselves back together that becomes the pure essence of resilience, how we respond. And the final straw that I knew that I knew that I knew was the Sunday of Easter, 2018. I had already had all of my privileges taken away from going grocery shopping or anything like that because I spent too much money. So I gave the list to him, he went to the commissary and with my daughter and three grandchildren sitting in the living room, he come back and he said, you'll never do this blank to me again. And I said, what did I do? And he said, you will never do this to me again. I spent $200 at the commissary. I said, wow. That included the ham, the chicken, the the week's worth of groceries. That's pretty good, I think, $200. But something deep within me, and it came out of me without even hesitating. One moment's thought. I said, but you know, you are absolutely correct. I will never do this to you again because I'm driving my youngest daughter to Colorado tomorrow and I'm not coming back. And I knew at that moment that I knew that I knew that I knew and I left with enough clothes in a carry-on bag and packed up her stuff in my car and drove her and the three kids to Colorado. And I knew God had spoke to me for two whole years and all I kept hearing was, what you're really telling me is you don't trust me. If you can't do enough and have enough faith that I will take care of you, then you really don't trust me. And when I left, I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no, absolutely no idea how I would survive. But here I am. And I did. And that was, there were weak moments. There were moments that I was on my knees begging, you know, and I did what I had to do to survive and I've never been stronger in my life because I trusted in my faith and allowed, instead of me controlling myself and my mind, I allowed my spirit and my guide to control me.
0: Beautiful, that's beautiful. Now I do have this new question for you. Uh, How powerful to you is one random act of kindness?
1: I do it daily. I do some act of kindness every single day towards somebody, whether it is at Walmart Take for instance, the other day, a lady was trying to get some bottles of 7-Up on the back of the shelf and she, was, she couldn't get back there. And I took and just climbed my body back there and grabbed her as many as she wanted. And she said, you are the sweetest lady. And I'm like, no, I would expect somebody to do it for me if I couldn't get there. I am always cooking and delivering food, and I, my heart is all about compassion for people, and that's missing in our world today. It ain't we, it's I, for the majority, and I don't live my life like that. I am always making some type of, because I craft all the time. I sew, I craft, I create wood signs and I do it for free and give it to someone because the joy of giving is far greater than being in this selfish mode about, and, and you're the first one, I don't tell people, I don't broadcast what I do because scripture says you don't need to broadcast. You don't. I just do out of my heart. But every single day I get up, I choose to do something that day to make a difference.
0: Okay. I got one more question for you, my friend. For a young lady who may have married, just uh, maybe going through the same circumstances with you, a young lady may be trying to do the same thing you did, try to to be the best person they can be, to try to follow in line, try, try and people that are married and, They feel like their spouse isn't there for them or being physically, emotionally abusive. What advice do you have for those young ladies?
1: If you get quiet enough and listen enough to what's already in you, you will hear the answer. We're all equipped. We're all born with the answer to survive. The problem is we get so busy in life, we get so caught up with it being comfortable that we're not willing to face the fear of the unknown. We would rather take what's comfortable than to step out into courage, open yourself up to be vulnerable it's scary and having courage does not mean you have to let go of the fear it means what your main focus is of chasing your most important dream is far more important than what you're living and i learned the hard way that by my chasing my dream of having peace, I knew I was getting older. My health was failing. And when I moved to Colorado, I weighed less than hundred pounds. I was not living. So the damage I was doing to my body then was far greater than what I've endured through this journey far greater and if you if all of us will get quiet we can hear our answer
0: that was beautiful well I'm going to end the podcast with empowering words from you and I want to thank you so much for giving me your time and and I want to Do you have anything you'd like to promote or say, my friend?
1: The only thing I can tell you to do is if you'll step outside the box, trust yourself enough, have faith enough to listen to yourself and do the work to heal your body. Only then you will not be afraid to tell people who you truly are. Because for the first time in my life, when I got here, I could not look in the mirror. I hated myself that bad. Now, when I look in the mirror, it is totally, it's, there is a love for me for the first time in my entire life. That has never been there before. And it was tiny steps. One day. One hour. I did not do long term. I went day to day to day. But over time. You will see yourself. Begin to change. Do, this, do the work. Listen to podcasts. Listen to self-help. I played it all night long on repeat to train my brain to think differently. And then I ask myself now the yes question. The yes question is, will this, whatever you're looking at doing, you empower self? Yes. If you can answer yes to the, you empower self, then you do the work to do whatever it takes to empower your mind, your body, your soul. But the peace, the joy, the comfort that you have, and most people know already when they're living in turmoil, when they feel like a dead person walking, when they feel completely empty inside. That's not living. And if you look and you ask yourself the yes question to any challenge you see, and you can answer yes, then act on it don't ever allow anyone to tell you who you are even though i told my girls that the entire time they were growing up and now they are beautiful young women who have a complete mind of their own and they live by boundaries and for the first time in my life i live by boundaries and when it does not work for me, it's time to cut the cord. Nobody will take care of you, but you. That's the that's the bottom line. And be able to adapt. I have had to refocus. I have had to readjust. I have had to do all the reads. But each time I might have stumbled, I pick myself right back up, get back into the books or the podcast. And now, now that the movie is released, When Sparks at Night, I am a basis for that documentary on Plex TV. My counselor, they wanted to make a movie on healing and I had just been with her for one year but the strides I had made the producers wanted to make that me the basis for the documentary and it's playing on Plex TV the more you channel when sparks at night but that's my story of healing.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. Well to the next episode of Small Way Podcast. This is Jeremiah. Thank you so much, Miss Debbie. Thank you.